This is Shi'ar Jashub, coming to you from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon in the Heavenly Authority series, which my husband based on 1 Kings chapter 1. In the section we are in, David is old and at the end of his life. He knows God has decreed Solomon to succeed him as king. But David's son Adonijah, taking advantage of his father's condition, exalts himself, declaring he will be king and setting up a procession before him. The Bible tells us in 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 6, that David had not rebuked Adonijah at any time by saying, Why have you done so? So Adonijah appears to be quite used to getting his own way and doing as he pleased. God gives us a window into the interpersonal relationships of his servants in the Bible, and there is so much wisdom there for us to learn. So very often modern-day parents in America run after the latest progressive child-rearing quote-unquote expert for advice on raising their children, which more often than not proves to be disastrous. David was a very anointed leader and king, but his dealings with his sons often fell short of God's best. And the scriptures use these accounts to teach us a critical lesson for today. When we left off, Pastor Greg was emphasizing the leadership role parents have in telling their children the truth and providing not only for their children's physical and educational needs, but also the all-important spiritual need of being in a right position with God. Before we rejoin the sermon, let me invite you to find us on the web at www.shiarjashub.org. Now, here is Pastor Greg. But we forget the spirit, the person's spirit, being in the right position with God, thinking right in the spirit, acting right in the spirit. A person needs to grow and be fed in all three. And when we are, as parents, take care of the body, feed the mind, but we forget that we are the spiritual heads of our household and we have to teach them the things of God, and we leave that to somebody else. We'll let the minister, the priest do it. Maybe the people, maybe the teachers of public school will teach them good values. Maybe the television will teach them good values. And we shirk our responsibility to speak to them because maybe it's hard, it's difficult. They're not going to like what we say. They're going to think we're old-fashioned. They may not talk to us for a week. They're going to be angry. They're going to say, you interfered in my life. Well, you're called to interfere in that child's life. Never feel guilty about that. God gave you. He placed that child, mothers in your womb, fathers in your household. That means you are given a God-given right to interfere. Now, not to interfere for evil, not to interfere for manipulation and control, or for your own benefit, your own pride, but you're meant to interfere in the way of being the representative of God to that child, to tell them, to teach the children what's right and what's wrong, and their need to depend upon God. If that lovey, touchy, good, happy feeling 
He's a beautiful kid. I can't tell him anything. I'm not going to correct him. Keeps you from proper correction and teaching. If you create a selfish, devouring lion who doesn't understand his or her responsibilities as a creature made in the image of God, then don't be surprised someday if he or she, if that lion turns around and bites you, as Adonijah here is biting David. And you know, your great love or what you think is love is no love at all because that person has not become what God wants them to be and will probably wind up destroying their lives and other people's lives eventually. Correction is necessary and important. And Christian children, you should thank the Lord for parents who do not always give in. You should thank the Lord for parents that will say, why have you done such? The way David would not say it in Adonijah. For parents that will tell you when you're wrong. Otherwise, you might become like Adonijah. Remember Eli with his sons, right? He couldn't rebuke his sons either. He couldn't discipline, correct his grown sons there who were committing fornication at the temple and ripping the people off. Character, godly character, does matter, and parents are called to build that in their children, not to be their buddies. It's necessary to rebuke. It's necessary to interfere, and sometimes it's necessary to displease our children. And if they have value in them, if they receive the discipline, I tell you someday they'll come back and thank you for it. Parenting is not a popularity contest. And love that never says when some behavior that is wrong is wrong. That type of love is no love at all. And that's true for leaders of the people, right? We have a society where our leaders don't want to tell the population what's right. They want to win popularity contests. And what do they do? They take a poll. Is what I'm saying right? No. Is what I'm saying popular? That's how our leadership rules in our country, right? Same principle as fathers to their sons for leaders to the people that they're responsible for. Same thing for ministers, right? And their churches, right? The best way to fill up your church is what? Don't say too much of anything. Have a lot of nice music. Do a lot of nice activities. Give a lot of big hugs. And never preach on anything that might offend anybody in any way. Is that what God wants from his leadership in the church? It's all too easy not to rebuke, not to correct, not to teach the pure word of God. Because many times when you do, people are going to be displeased. And they may not stay around. But ministers of the Lord Jesus Christ, that's not your responsibility. Numbers were never your responsibility. Otherwise, Jesus would have said, you go into a town... If they receive you, let your peace be there. If they don't, then tell them what they want to hear to fill up your churches. No, he said, you shake the dust off your feet and you go on to the next town. Their responsibility was not to build up numbers. Their responsibility was to bring the truth. And if they brought the truth under the power of the Holy Spirit, whoever in that town could receive would receive. And if there was no one to receive it, that was not their business nor their fault. They were to move on as the Holy Spirit guided them. 
brush the dust off your feet and go. When did Christianity become a popularity contest? When did we start counting whether a crusade was successful by how many people came down the aisle? Maybe that crusade is successful when very few people come down the aisle, but at the judgment seat, the Lord can say, remember that time? It was preached in the Holy Spirit, and you did not receive. And the person is left there speechless. You can get anyone to accept Jesus if you tell them exactly what they want to hear. But the Jesus you preach is not the Jesus of the Bible. You can get any child to be your friend if you give them enough money and you tell them everything they've done is right. But what type of friendship is that? The father that does not tell the truth to his son. The politician who does not tell the truth to the people he represents. And then if they elect him out, well, he goes about his business like the early founders of our country. They were in service for a time. And if they thought something was right and the people didn't like it, well, then they went back to their shops or whatever business they did. Being a politician wasn't a full-time job. Any politician that does not tell the people what they should know does no service for the people. And any Christian leader that does not preach the Word of God and teach the Jesus of the Bible does not do the people a service. Only there the consequences can be onto eternity. Lord willing, we'll see what results from this the next time. One parenthetical comment, and his father had not rebuked him at any time by saying, why have you done so? He was also very good looking. Don't let your child's looks, your child's personality, your child's grades in school keep you from telling them the truth. Do not let your desire to be their buddy keep you from telling them the truth. This parenthetical statement here explains to us all the things that we'll study next time, why the tragedy happens the way it happens in David's family. Heavenly Father, we thank you that with great authority comes great responsibility, and to whom much is given, much is required. And parents, those children are not your little toys. Father, let them know the great responsibility that they have toward those children to teach them the word of the Lord, to rebuke them and correct them, not just to be someone to give and give in the physical things of life, but rather to give them the spiritual things, which means many times maybe holding back the physical things. Father, open the minds of parents and open the minds of Christian leaders in your church to understand that they are called to give your word to your lambs, to your sheep, to feed the sheep, to feed the flock, that if they love you, they will feed those lambs and they will tell them the truth of the word of God. Father, remove, remove the weeds from your church. Let the wheat grow. Remove those seeds planted by Satan to turn the church into some type of entertainment park. And make it a place of holiness again, we pray, that the name of Jesus is lifted up and that childishness, immaturity, and selfishness would flee from your church buildings. In Jesus' name we pray. The crucial role we have as Christian parents cannot be overemphasized. When we think of authority and leadership in the body of Christ, 
our minds often go to the more public ministries. But we must not forget that the leadership and stewardship the Lord has given us to raise those little ones and teens is just as much a part of His heavenly authority structure. In his next sermon, Pastor Greg continues the study in 1 Kings chapter 1 in the Through the Bible Heavenly Authority series. We will see Adonijah's attempt to usurp the throne, David's anointing of his chosen son Solomon as king, and there will be a special message for older believers in the Lord. So we hope you join us for the first of this three-part sermon. You can visit us on the web at www.shiarjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. You'll find today's program and an archive of previous Shi'ar Jashub broadcasts. And we hope you take the time to read an important message to the church which Pastor wrote concerning Christian responsibility. Pastor Greg draws from the book of Nehemiah and the rebuilding of the wall of Jerusalem to teach concepts essential to the church's success today. As always, we invite you to join us for Sunday service at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. The Memorial Hall is adjacent to the town green. Service time is 10 a.m. and we meet in the upper room for praise and worship, communion, prayer, and Bible teaching. Until next time, we pray the Lord Jesus blesses you mightily as you serve Him.